Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekers Yotoku Podcast as we turn 25. And also, since it's technically in between when it would happen, Sean's one year with the podcast. I survived! I survived! Longer than the other guy did. Longer than anyone else, besides you. Well, (laughs) Gary was the co-host, and then he... Yeah, and then Eric was a guest, so... Still. So you would just have to miss, like, three more episodes, and then we'd be tied for how many episodes? Because you were absent for one episode so far. Was I? Yeah, I did a solo episode. When? Last, like, October, I believe. It was, like, our shortest episode ever. (laughs) Did I edit that? No, I edited that. Because I only did me. It was quite short. Do I even have that written down? It was... I want to say... I'm going to double check that. Because was it 11? Something like Sean's Alone or something. I don't know. With the I'm going ghost? Yeah... I think so. Uh, yeah, because Sean's alone this time, and you weren't feeling too hot. Yeah. And that's about it, yeah. It was an hour and 24 minutes. Our shortest episode yet. Yeah, you did the you did the ghost opening. The, the Danny Phantom with the, the ghost transformation sounds. Yeah. Okay, it's actually, it is in fact the shortest episode. I have that down for an hour and 24 minutes and then yep. every other episode is at least an hour and a half or longer what does that tell you <laughs> that our banter keeps this show alive <laughs> i was gonna say more i just can't shut the hell up but you know that works too well that too a <laughs> <laughs> uh, few small notes it is extremely hot i'm in new york he's in california it's equally as hot it's like Granted. 108 degrees outside here. Okay, I take that back. You're like 20 degrees hotter. <laughs> I don't know why. Because um, it's a El Nino year. Last week was cold. Oh, yeah. It was like in the 80s. That's not cold. That's SoCal cold. Like, you, you want to know why I complain about that not being cold? You take away 8 degrees, that's how hot it is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was watching a streamer who's from who grew up in L.A. but now lives in Chicago with his fiance, 
and he was talking about it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's cold out. It it's kind of understandable. The chat exploded because according, it was like he was talking about like the game he was playing that like the current setting in the game was cold. Where the chat exploded at him because when you look at the screen, the screen said sixty. And he was saying it was cold out. And we're like, that's not cold. That is by no means cold. It's cold to Californians. Because holy shit, you live in a desert. That's not cold for anybody else except you. Well, it's still shorts weather for me. Like, I, I've, <laughs> I, like that's what people were saying in chat. It's like, dude, when it's 20 degrees outside, I still wear shorts. And I've done that before. I've worn shorts outside, not for an extended period of time, but for a short period of time, when it was really cold out. I've worn shorts. And it's just... I'm so desensitized to the cold, unless it's like minus. And I'm so desensitized to the heat. Until it gets about over 100 degrees, and then I'm like, alright, I'm gonna go melt into a puddle over here. See you guys yeah. later. <laughs> yep. Because, let's see, where my uncle lives, it's 115. That's a little more inland. At the beach, it's like 70s, 80s. But the more inland you go into California, the hotter it gets. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw there was a thing on Twitter that was talking about how apparent, uh, some of the upper state officials, people, were trying to ask Californians to reduce the amount of electricity they use because of how hot it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm going to be running the AC for most of the day. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it runs on a cycle because that's how my stepdad has it set up, but if I wanted it to, say, have it run right now, I just run over to the thermostat, put it to the desired temperature, which he has set at 79 degrees, no colder, because he will know, because he checks that stuff like a madman. That's a stereotype. What? <laughs> the dad that really cares about what temperature the thermostat's at? I'm like, did you not see the family guy thing? Well, he's also paying for the electricity. Well, I understand that. But and I my mean, mom's like, the only one working over the summer because my stepdad's a teacher and my mom's an administrator at a school. Yeah. And administrators work 11 and a half months out of the year. Like, and Family Guy, they had this whole thing of, like, I think it was Meg that turned the thermostat down, like, one degree. And then, like, Peter showed up, and he, like, he, like, of course, in the show, nobody gives a shit. He, like, slapped her, and she fell to the ground, and then he changed it. The back door opens, and, like, three fathers walk in. Is everything okay, Peter? I detected my thermostat meter. It's like, no, everything's fine. I got it, guys. Go ahead. You know? It's just the, the typical stereotype. But yeah, so it's hot. So if you hear yes. any air conditioning noise on either side of us... Oh, it's blaring. That's I'm just, why. I'm, I'm looking at my meter and it's just constant noise in the background. There's so always, you're just going to have to deal with it. There's always constant noise for me. I've got my fan on all all times. I've got my fan on, my ceiling fan, as well as the AC on. I don't have my my fan on. I have a box fan on that's kind of blowing the air towards me, but... Yeah. 
Anyway, this is a show where we talk about geek and toku stuff. and Not about after. the weather. Nope. <laughs> it go rain! Thank you. Thank you, Ollie Williams. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Also, just as a heads up, I don't know how long the show's going to be. Uh, obviously, we've already spent almost eight minutes just rambling. Actually, a little bit longer than that because of theme music. But, you know. However long. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not keeping track of this. Because... Uh, <laughs> uh, We've only got a small handful of things to talk about in the geek section. Three to talk about in the toku section. And then we're both going to geek out about something. So About TV show. Yes. Not a TV show, just TV show. TV show. Not plural. <laughs> just Not the plural. one. Yep. Because um, it's summertime and nothing ever happens over the summer. That is correct. All right. I mean, we've got, we've got kind of one big thing to talk about as far as, like, shows, but... Other than that, nothing really big. Okay. Um, first simple thing happened. Uh, CW has come out with a list of when shows are going to premiere. Um, and as you would guess, it's completely out of order. Because you would think Supergirl would air first. Eee. And Legends of Tomorrow would air after Arrow. But instead, they're like... Oh, we'll put the Flash and Arrow together, and then we'll put the two freshmen behind afterwards. Well, t- to be fair, uh, te- technically speaking, Supergirl kind of was like a like like essentially the way Spider Man was in Civil War. It was kind of a spur of the moment. Holy shit, it's happening! We have to change things around. And the reason for Legends of Tomorrow is because the CW has the rights to the. Fan favorite iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that's that's yeah. Okay. For Thursday and Friday. Yep. What they will air on Monday, October third, is a complete mystery. Yeah, they don't even have it. <laughs> it's a complete mystery. Um, no so one yeah, knows. We... Probably a rerun of Vampire Diaries or something. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Or another um, rerun of Supernatural because they're still there. Honestly, so uh, so we have Flash on October Tuesday, October fourth. Arrow on Wednesday, October fifth. Nothing until nothing of significance anyway, until Monday, October tenth, where we have Supergirl, and Thursday, October thirteenth, which is Legends of Tomorrow. And if you so, noticed, Supernatural got pushed to a different day again. Yeah. Because you're never going to ca- cancel Supernatural until the showrunners are done. You could put Supernatural on a Friday, and they will still renew it. Yep. Even if it's going up against Grimm on NBC, they will still renew both of those shows. They're two different networks, and they will still renew both shows. Yep. Because they defy the mold. And they are both the reason why Constantine can't exist on NBC or on the CW. Except for that one Arrow episode. I can speak English. (laughs) I I didn't think of this. I was looking down in the comments on that site. Uh, One of the comments is, Feels weird with iZombie not on schedule this fall. It's a mid-season show. It has been moved to mid-season. And um, (laughs) someone else posted, this is hilarious, 2014 had the Tomorrow People. 2015 had Legends of Tomorrow. 2016 premieres the show No Tomorrow. Yeah. But here's See, the thing. Tomorrow people got canceled. Legends of Tomorrow is still here. 
<laughs> and we'll see what happens to no tomorrow. It may, in fact, have no tomorrow. Uh, I wish I would have had the yeah tuned up on my my tablet. This is when I need a freaking soundboard. So all I got to do is just push a button. Oh, hey, cool. A spam a spam comment. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm like, why is this all in bull? Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so iZombie has a shorter um it has a shorter episode order because it's in the mid-season, but it's going to be a more story focus. Gotcha. And uh so yeah, should be fun. I still have the image of the one episode. Like, I don't. I didn't watch that show. I'm not going to say it's a bad show. It was just something I wasn't interested in because zombies. Uh, but I still have that image of my head of the main character. I don't know what her character is. I know it's Rose Tyler. When Rose MacGyver. MacGyver. Rose was Tyler that? was the first companion of the new Who Doctor Who. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is why I'm here. This is why yeah. John brought me on. Yeah, is to, to get his me. geek references right. I know these. I know these things, but they just—I have so many things circling in my head lately. Freudian slips are bound to happen. Yeah, uh, so I still have the image of Rose MacGyver in my head of uh, the episode where she ate the brain of a stripper. Yeah. So she was just ridiculously sexual. Uh huh. Where I, I still remember the, the the shot I have in my head of her wearing like the blouse that's unbuttoned down to like almost beneath her boobs and it's just showing off this massive cleavage. That's that's the one thing I have in my head from that show. That's the only thing in my head from that show. And in terms of iZombie, uh, it still has eighteen episodes, so it's not like it's been cut back. It's. Instead of having its 22, 23 episodes, it just loses five episodes, which oh, is fine. Man. That's fine. Because season one also started as a mid-season show and didn't have 20... No, actually, I think it had near 20 episodes because it, it ran from January until about mid-June, hmm. I think. So, so essentially, iZombie... Is to the DC TVU as Agent Carter was to the Marvel uh, TVU, whatever. Yeah, essentially. All right. Except one got a third season and one didn't. Yeah. And I'm not really all that sad about it. The only thing I'm sad about is uh, season two had a character on the show that was uh, played by one of my favorite comedians, Matt Bronger. And now I won't be able to get to see that character beyond that season of Agent Carter. Yeah. Because Matt Bronger is... Well, he's like me if I was a comedian. Basically. And, uh, yeah. So basically, starting Monday, October 10th, is when we get the full week of DC TVU shows. And just so you guys know... Gotham is still going to be on Mondays at the same time as Supergirl. I I honestly for some think, strange reason. I honestly think it'd be hilarious if this is the this is the I don't know what the hell you want to call it the the season I guess if you want to call it that kills Gotham because nobody's going to watch Gotham they're all going to watch Supergirl. I don't know, man. From what I've been hearing about Gotham's second season. 
it finally found its stride and it's making a name for itself minus the fact that Bruce is in it far too often eh I hope it dies I, I, I want it to die because I honestly would like a Batman in the DC TV universe somehow. I mean speaking of we're actually getting a Superman in the DC TV universe, I, I I didn't mean for that to be a segue. No catch, but I'm playing. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so there were rumors circulating around that season two of Supergirl would have the Man of Steel. I mean, we saw his feet. For God's sake, we saw his silhouette at the beginning of season one. We saw his feet at the end of season one when he was still, for some reason, unconscious. Yes. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that just happened. I'm sorry. Thank you. The comedic Thank you. timing for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here for the next couple hours. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was good. I did not intend for that to happen, just so oh, you know. <laughs> that was perfect but, timing. Yeah, so team. So let's see. We saw Superman, sort of. He was in text messages, he was in IM chats, we saw his feet, we saw the silhouette of him, but we never got a face to the name, and now we do have a face to the name, and for some reason, one of my friends thinks he looks exactly like me. Uh, Teen Wolf star Tyler Hecklin will be Superman. I can see it. I will admit, and don't take this personally, you got a little bit more extra on your face. I know. Your your face is a little bit more poofy. Oh, I'm well aware. His, he's got, like, that chiseled jawline. He also probably has a six-pack. Probably. And will probably yes. do the salmon ladder. Because that's still a thing in the Legends of Flareoverse. The what? The salmon ladder. Oh, is that where, like, it's like a pull-up, but when you do it, you actually, like, bring the bar up to another level or something Felicity like kept it. Felicity will keep that thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we seen Barry do it, we've seen Oliver do it, I think we've seen Ray do it once, so there's your Legends of Tomorrow, you're not going to see Arthur Darville do it, I promise no. you that. And we might just have, I mean, Carl will probably do it. Like, this is just, I don't know, this will be a very interesting thing, but, I mean... And it's funny too, because all the pictures you see of him, he is, uh... Um... He's got the beard, and it's like he's not going to look like that. He's not going to have a well. It depends because I mean, he if he's like unconscious for a certain period of time, he might wake up with a beard. I mean, Superman has had a beard a few times in the comics. Oh yeah, normal well, conventional most... razors don't work, so he has to use a mirror and shoot his laser eyes at his own face. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, I mean, he's had it, but probably like. And I know the one instance I saw that was in comics was he, like, semi-retired. And then Lex Luthor tried to be the good guy, and that kind of snapped him out of it, and he put the suit back on and went to be Superman again. He's like, Lex, what the hell are you doing? That's my and job. He, and right. the only other time is I think he was evil. And, you know, he's got, like, the goat, the, the trademark evil goatee. Ah, yes, the trademark evil goatee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Indubitably. Man. Yes. Alright. 
But yeah, so Derek Hale. Oh, Hulkland played Derek Hale. Okay, so what the hell is his name again? Tyler Hulkland? Tyler Eklund? Hecklin? I have oh, no I idea how to pronounce his name. I've heard it a million even... and seven times in a million and seven different ways. But honestly... And I, I, I feel like this is a good step for them. Because moving to CW brought a lot of questions as to what CD, CW was going to do with the show. Well, so I, I feel like taking the big step and being like, hey, Superman, and just watching the crowd go, yes! And then, and then Jeff Johns is just sitting there in the back going, yes! <laughs> because like, he's definitely had a hand in this. Or either Berlanti or Jeff Johns, they both just looked at each other and like, you know what we should do now? Just to mess with everyone, let's bring Superman in. <laughs> let's actually cast a Superman. Yeah. And confuse everyone. Because, I mean, like, all, all we are literally missing, like, you've, Sean has heard me talk about it. He's seen me talk, write about it. I've said it on this podcast. I am not a fan of Batman. I think he's overdone. I think there's been too many iterations and they just can't stick with one. However, I do think this DC TV universe does need a Batman. I mean... I, I do I do feel like it is not officially DC. Like, people say it's officially DC when Superman joins. I don't agree. Superman came in official- and during action comics. Yeah, I, I think... DC is detective comics. You know who was in detective comics? Batman. Batman. So I feel like a Batman is needed. I don't know how, I don't know who, I don't know in what form, but I feel like a Batman is needed. Well, theoretically, because of what happened, because of Flashpoint and Flash... Yeah, yeah, I know, Thomas Wayne. I'm not just saying Thomas Wayne. Shit could have happened, and we could actually get a potential Bruce Wayne. Albeit, he probably won't be Bruce Wayne, he'll just be Batman... And I have a strange feeling he might show up in Legends of Tomorrow if we are doing the Justice Society of America angle. And Rip sort of made a reference to it offhand earlier last season. You want to know a good workaround for a Batman? Batman Beyond. Ooh! Terry McGinnis? Terry McGinnis. Yes! You, you get Terry McGinnis in there rather than Bruce Wayne as Batman, and you make the origin story instead of Bruce Wayne, you make it Terry McGinnis instead. Boom. Or you just go to the future, and there's that Batman too. Beyond. Boom. That works too. Done. And you I ask, just... like, oh, how'd you get your powers? My adopted dad had money, and I was a really angsty kid. I'm glad I did it, but I kind of did it for the wrong reasons. I'm still kind of an angsty adult. Yeah, you know, just kind of <laughs> go off from there, you know. Don't mention a Bruce Wayne, but all the all the Batman fans are kind of like, Yay, Bruce Wayne's in here, but he didn't go by a name. But he's still in here! So, and then just go from there. Because you can say that. I mean, like, if for some reason... Oh, not for some reason. If Gotham dies... And they don't want to bring it back up again. CW could take that option and go, let's make a Batman show. And then either make it Batman Beyond, live action, with an older Bruce Wayne. Actually, you know what would be pretty cool? If they did that, you know who they could get to play older Bruce Wayne? Adam West. 
I was going to say Kevin Conroy. Oh. Because he's older, and he's the voice of Batman, so I feel like it would be kind of cool to, like, implement that. I thought it would just be hilarious just to get Adam West just going, I mean... Adam West, Adam West. he's, He's not... Adam West is Batman, but he's not the Batman I feel like they would need for Batman Beyond. No, that would be an accidental... Accidental dimensional mishap episode. Oh yeah, that actually that would be rather interesting. See, I'm writing the shit down as we speak. Yeah, that that could be a Legends of Tomorrow episode, or even a Flash episode. Just or for a Flash of... episode, yeah. Or the entire four episode crossover. Oh my god, <laughs> where they just bring in like older people, like they bring like the old flashback. Uh, they bring in, but then but oh, you they know bring in the old so... flashback, and Barry goes, "Dad, no." Well, no, because I'm by Barry that Allen. time, by that time, he would realize who that was. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it'd be rather interesting if he if he looked at like what character he played, Jay Garrick. Uh, so that would be interesting if they went to like a different Earth and they see they see the Flash played by his dad's actor, but then he's like. Jay, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not Jay, my name's Barry. You know, or something like that. And, and like, you know what would be also rather interesting as a good throwback? This, this, these are the tangents that I told you, Sean, beforehand. Um, if they went to a different world or something that had Superman, but he was played by Dean Kane, and then they brought in Terry Hatcher... To play Lois, and then bring in—I thought, I thought it was Jim—they—they they bring in like almost the entire cast of Lois and Clark: The Adventures of Superman. <laughs> I want that. Either that or Small Smallville. That'd be pretty cool too. Interesting. <sighs> there are so many possibilities. So many possibilities. Yeah. But and it'd be even funnier if Kara went with Barry, and then he see, then they both see Superman. They see Dean Cain, and Kara is just like, "Dad, I'm not your dad. Who are you?" You know, and you'd essentially get the whole like Flash Supergirl thing over and over again. I'm Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, you know, it'd be great if Lois is there too, and she's like, "Did you have a son? I didn't have a. I didn't have a daughter." You know. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's where my head goes. Welcome to my head, people. Okay, now to move <laughs> on to some sadder, sadder news. Ah, uh, bring it straight back down. Well, you know, I'm gonna turn it right back around after this. Yeah. So we we gotta have a little bit of somber news before we jump back into something completely ridiculous. Um, so. Actor Anton Yelkin, or Yelkin, uh, star of films like Charlie Bartlett, and he played Chekhov in the Star uh, Star Trek films. I almost said Star Wars. Holy shit, my bad. Uh, he died in a car accident earlier today on June nineteenth. For those of you who are not listening in the past, but in the future, because if you're listening in the past, I need to know your secrets. Um and. So it was a freak car accident 
this morning, and he was he has joined members of the Twenty Seven Club. Members yep. like Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, and I know there's others. The Cliff Burton of Metallica and several others. Um. Granted, the Twenty Seven Club always tended to be musicians. I think. Typically, but wait, didn't oh, what was it? What's his name? Joker. Oh right, he might have Heath Le- Heath Ledger. Yeah, he might have. I'm gonna look that up actually because I'm curious. So, the movie Charlie Bartlett, by some critics, was said to be this generation's Ferris Bueller. But it didn't catch on like so. And no, he was twenty. He was twenty-two. Oh no, that's the day he died. Uh, let's see, seventy-nine to two thousand eight. That'd be twenty-nine. Okay, well, no, twenty-eight. Yeah, because well, he, so he was almost. Okay, but yeah, he was twenty-eight. And he, yeah. So the last time we'll get to see him in a movie will be the next Star Trek movie that's due out this year. Which is kind of heartbreaking because he's a young actor. And young actors have so much potential and so many possibilities. And just like that, he's gone. Yep. It's the same feeling, but a different feeling when it comes to older actors for older actors we cry we cry and mourn over the memories we have of them and their last film is just heartbreaking because that sort of marked the end of their career in terms of how far they've gone and then with the younger actors their last film also does the same thing but you also think of what else could have they could have done before their time ended yeah. What would have happened if he didn't get in the car that morning? Or Actually, from what I read, it was the car was in neutral or in somehow moving and he was behind it and it rolled over him. So, that's why a lot of, that's why it's everybody's calling it a freak car accident because it was not your normal. It wasn't like I don't want to use the reference, but I'm going to use it anyway. It wasn't like a Paul Walker car accident, right? Okay, I see where so, you're getting. And at. It was like a, it was like a freak one. If so. he just stayed inside, today <laughs> is what I'm, I'm sorry. getting at. I should laugh at that, but that's just the way you said it. If he had just stayed inside today, and you know, maybe picked up a video game and did not go outside, canceled all plans. And decided, I'm just going to go play Halo 5 or the Halo Wars 2 beta and not do anything else. But, you know, what's happened has happened. You never know what's going to happen in this world, so make sure you tell the people you love that you love them because you might not see them again. And enjoy every day while you can. Yep. Don't use the Infinity Gauntlet baking mitt. No segue. Not no segue. There's no good segue from that. No. 
So there I'm just could gonna be go, some, but I'm just gonna know. roll with it. Oh no. I'm gonna go with it. Thank you. Sorry, my my bad. <laughs> Too soon. I just yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't use this baking mitt. It's not an actual baking mitt. Contrary to popular belief. This is a baking mitt meant to just be displayed and not used. Which is kind of dumb. I mean, technically speaking, you can use it, just don't use it to pull out hot things from the oven. Yeah. You can <laughs> use it to things. like act like Thanos and be like, oh, I'm Thanos. Yeah. Or whatever. And be stupid. But don't touch something hot. Literally, this Infinity Gauntlet isn't really that powerful. Nope. In fact, it is the most worst Infinity Gauntlet ever created. Well, if you created one out of paper, I would say it would probably be worse. Because yeah, that would actually possibly catch on fire. That would catch on fire. Yeah. And depending on how thin it is, it wouldn't even protect your hand, and then you'd burn your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, just just don't use it. Um, you can send it back to Loot Crate if you want to, if you have it. They'll send you something else for it, but if you just want to keep it, don't use it for anything other than just to show off to your friends that you have a Infinity Gauntlet, or an Infinity Gauntlet, I guess I should say. Because if you do send it back to Loot Crate, like the article writer... Mike has said it'll likely be a screen door for your submarine. <laughs> Which is just as useless. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't let your kids touch it because they might think it's going to like be an awesome oven mitt. Just put it in a glass case. No, don't even put it in a glass case. Put it in like a shatterproof plastic bubble. There you go. And just leave it there. You, you know what would be great to say? Huh. If we were popular enough to be like, and this brought to you by lootcrate.com slash geektokupod. Go there and get 5% off your next loot crate. <laughs> Which will include yeah. a screen no. door for your submarine. There you go. <laughs> no. Um, we'll get there. You know. We just gotta climb the ladders. We'll climb the ladders uh, slowly. I'd like to know if we actually have to like send that type of stuff because I know the Ace of Geeks podcast is is uh, has an audible thing like audible. Sometimes you can sometimes you can get in contact with them and be sponsored by them and like, but they will only take specific people depending on you know popularity or. Whatever. For, for an actual discount for a loot crate, you can always go to lootcrate.com slash critical role where you can get a certain amount off a loot crate or critical role or lootcrate.com slash critical role DX to get some off the DX box, which is a slightly bigger loot crate box. Not to be confused with the Xbox. It's not DX box. It's, it's not the DX box, yo. It's. Letter D, letter X, okay. box. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Spider Man. Yeah. Sorry, I got a text message from my mother. 
for those of you not in the know, shit's happening in my life. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yep. So, one of the things that came out of E3, I guess? Yeah, it came out of yeah. E3. Uh, because it actually showed up on my birthday. That's what I forgot to notice. I'm now a 22-year-old adult. Woo! This past Tuesday, I turned 22. I turned 30 in the span of, like, two months. Yep. I actually want to see. Will we record? You talk about Spider-Man. I'm going to see if we Okay, so... Sony's E3 presentation this year had a lot. Um... Let's see. Live orchestra conducted by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. composer Norman Reedus showing up with his digitally rendered butt in a video game trailer. <laughs> yeah, people went crazy about that. Um, and then Marvel showed up and was like, Spider-Man game, exclusive to the PS4. Which bums me out, because I would have to use my siblings as consoles for that. I feel like your brother would let you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me one sec. Um. So, we have some random questions. Why Spider-Man? Because when Stan Lee and Steve Ditko created Peter Parker, they broke the mold of what a spider, a superhero, could be, and set the bar by which all others would be judged. And that's exactly what we plan to do with this game. Break the mold and set a new bar of greatness for Marvel games. I'm just gonna just gonna jump in right there. All of this can be summed into one thing. Sony still has a lot of rights with with Spider-Man. So yeah. obviously they're just gonna go for it. That is yep. I'm just summing this up. All of this is irrelevant because of Sony having at least the film rights to Spider-Man. I don't know. They don't have the game rights because they didn't. They didn't make Spider-Man: Web of Shadows exclusive or Spider-Man. There was an Ultimate Spider-Man game. I think I want to say I don't remember. <laughs> there was one where you took control of multiple. Sp oh no, uh, something Beyond Dimensions or something. I don't remember. Deadpool was in one of those games. That was fairly intriguing. But yeah. So, this game is coming to you from the same people who made Ratchet and & Clank and Sunset Overdrive. So, expect a lot of action. I haven't actually watched the trailer for this either. Uh, neither have I. So, um, but it's I'm a Spider-Man it game. So, I expect, I expect greatness from this because it is a Spider-Man game and I haven't played a bad Spider-Man game. Granted, I've only played two Spider-Man games. Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Hold on. Whose voice is that? Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah. I recognized it right away. I was like... Oh. Yep, that is 100% Yuri Lowenthal. That is, now that you mention it. And he's played Spider-Man before, too, so... I was expecting Drake Bell, to be honest. But... Yeah... That would have made it too similar. I'm trying to remember where I've heard Yuri Lowenthal's voice before. Because the voice sounded so familiar. He did the voice for... Uh, I f forgot his name. One of the characters from Persona 4. No, like... Uh, something else. 
Hold on. Ben 10. Okay, yeah. Adult, like a teenage Ben 10. Yep. Um, yeah. Teaser trailer doesn't look that bad. Oh my god, he was in Legion of Superheroes as well? Okay. I mean, he's probably done a lot more than just that that I can remember. Um, no, what are you doing, Google? Stop it. Okay, uh... Let me see, 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 let me see. Afro Samurai, apparently. Later, Halo 5 Guardians. He was a vault tech scientist in Fallout 4. Um, Brave and the Bold he was in. Oh, that's... He was Mercury from Ruby. The guy with the, the, the gun shoes? Right, yeah. Ah... Oh. He was also Lagoon Boy from Young Justice. Yeah, no, okay, that that definitely... Flash from DC Super Friends. No, don't remember that. Um, A couple ninjas from Teenage Ninja Turtles. Ben 10 Omniverse, he was in Sunset Overdrive as the main player. Um... Yeah, he was he was Yosuke from Persona Four. He was the voice of Spider Man in Spider Man Unlimited, the video game. That's oh, the one I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, he was also Sandal from uh, Dragon Age and Dragon Age Two. Okay. Enchantment, that dude. Yeah. Uh, he's played Ben a lot. He was Donatello in. Uh, he actually he plays Donatello in. Uh, I think the the live action movies. I think. Oh no, that was animation. That's what. Uh, okay, Matt Miller from Saints Row Four. Okay, I, I recognize that voice now. It's playing in my head. Uh, Lagoon Boy. Icicle Junior. Welcome to the Yuri Lowenthal podcast. I'll be your I'll be your co-host <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. So that, that's... he's also got a he's also got a book. He wrote with his wife called uh, Voice Over Voice Actor, What It's Like Behind the Mic. I highly recommend it if you want to get into that industry. Okay. Apparently he was also in Warehouse 13 as uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Wow. So. Alright. You can also go to... Fuck, I forgot the name of it. He did this weird, like, uh, web show with his wife, Tara. Um, where it's kind of like Toy Story, but more adult. Where it's like four toys that stand up on a shelf. And they make fun of their boy owner and they go around and meet other toys and stuff like that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Now. I mean, it's gonna be a PS4 exclusive game, so if you don't have a PS4, well, there's rumors going around that the Ultimate Alliance series may get the next gen upgrade. Even though you can't get them anywhere else. The thing that Activision and Marvel have is that after a certain time, the digital licenses of their Marvel content 
poofs out of existence. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance 2, the Deadpool video game, those three games disappeared at one point in time from digital marketplaces, including all of their DLC content. So if you missed out on getting any of the DLC content for those games, you were SOL, with the exception of, uh, I want to say the gold version of Ultimate Alliance 1. But there's a rumor going about that Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 are going to get remastered, like Deadpool got remastered for the current generation of consoles, with all the DLCs included, mind you. Which brings us to E3, or Definitive Editions Galore, as I like to say. Because Dishonored 2 has Dishonored Definitive Edition. It was already a thing beforehand, but you get the Definitive Edition. Skyrim Remastered. Basically the Definitive Edition. With mod support, mind you. So, Some mods. Well, Bethesda.net mods. So Yeah. So I'm um, apologies to those that like to use, you know, the naked mods. You're not going to be able to use them. No, but if you want to make the boobs bigger, you can. There is a busty mod for Fallout 4 out there. It was make one of the big, first. Make them big, make them smaller, but you're not still not going to be able to see them. Porn is free <laughs> on the internet, anyways. So. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. And let's see. Halo Wars 2 is coming out next year with Halo Wars 1 Definitive Edition. So just so you know. Oh, wait. Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty game will have Call of Duty 4 remastered. It was funny. I was The streamer I mentioned earlier was watching E3. And when it got to the Call of Duty game, he was like, Oh, this looks so good. Please don't be a Call of Duty game. Please don't be a Call of Duty game. And then it was revealed. And he's like, No! And yet they will sell a shit ton of cars. Oh, oh yeah, they will. All right, definitely, they always do. Shall we continue with the more Spider-Man news? Yes. You know, I just realized I said it was going to be a short show. We're currently on forty-five minutes. Welcome to the Yuri Lowenthal podcast. I'll be your yeah, co-host. Um, we did spend like five minutes on that, so <laughs> no. But we were talking about a lot of other things. So I'm going to talk about the two less important people before we talk to the big important person. Two more people, well three technically, uh, were cast to join the new Spider-Man movie. Some guy named uh, uh, Logan Marshall Green and Martin Starr have been added to the cast. Um... Marshall Green may be pe- playing one of Spider-Man's webbed foes. Maybe one of the symbiotes. I don't have that. You didn't put that in the list. It's the exclamation marks. Wow, because I, I can't tell the difference between... <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to make that clear. Um, And yeah... No, actually, it's all the same thing. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I'm going to get through this real quickly. Um, and Martin Starr's role has been unrevealed. Moving on to the important piece of Spider-Man news. Donald fucking Glover has joined the new Spider-Man movie. Everyone's everyone's fan cast of Miles Morales, 
aka the ultimate Spider-Man, the ultimate universe Spider-Man, is joining the new Spider-Man movie. But is he joining as Miles Morales? Probably not. We don't know. But. I doubt it. Um, well, he does voice Miles Morales on Ultimate Spider-Man, the animated series. Yeah, but I feel like this is just like, look, we can't make him Spider-Man. Can we, you know, just, just put him in the movie. It'll make someone happy. He'll be like, you know, just like a neighbor that you'll see a couple times. Or like someone who just happens to be working at like the school or wherever Peter Parker hangs out. That's pretty much just going to be it. He's going to be a weird, like, uh, crap, what the hell's the word? Like, comedic aspect of the show. Maybe. Who knows? Honestly... We don't know. Nope. And that's it for the news. Yeah. So, are your dino therms connected? Are your mega th- thrusters go? That's the only way I can make a segue to form Voltron. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because. Voltron Legendary Defender came out earlier this month, like last Friday, not this past Friday, but the Friday before that. Yep. And... And I binge-watched it that Saturday. I couldn't, because I couldn't get the Netflix password for my mother until the following Sunday, and then I worked. And then it was my birthday. And then life happened. But I binged it all on Wednesday, I want to say. I'm not entirely sure. But, oh my god. Yes. As a fan of the original, as a fan of Voltron Force, this blew it out of the water. And 100% blew it out of the water. As someone who has not seen anything that has to do with Voltron before watching this... There's nowhere to go but up from here. Seriously. <laughs> like, I geeked out so many times on Twitter. Uh, I was talking with friends who uh, I may have seen the original like Sean has. And I've seen nothing but love for this. The only thing I've seen people frustrated about is the cliffhanger ending to episode 11. That's, that just all it. the the reveals they had in episode eleven just threw yeah. me for a loop. Like even and, even the whole Pidge's secret didn't upset people. Well, I, actually, there were some people upset in comment threads. Well, that of I course, saw. there will be. There There's like, always going to be someone upset about it. And I wanted to slap them across the face with a frozen fish. Like it's oddly specific, but yes. I kind of figured there was something different because I'm like. The voice doesn't sound and get male-ish. This. Get this. The voice actress? She sin she was in she Arrow. Was in Arrow, yeah. I I, I I I told a friend of mine I spoiled myself on the reveal. Because again, I I went into this not knowing anything. 
Like, I knew small things, because Sean told me when we kind of... We talked about Voltron before on here. And he kind of told me some things, like Shiro and, like, the... the the certain characters actually had different colored yeah uh, lions it's, compared it's, to now. It's strange. Uh, yeah. Shiro was known as Sven in the original and Voltron Force here, yeah. but this time around they kept his Japanese name, which yeah. is cool. I'm gonna still get it mixed up, honestly, yeah. because um, he's still Sven to me. But originally, Sven piloted the Blue Lion, but he wore the black suit. At least this is from my recollection. I don't remember too much of the original Voltron show, so I don't know if they switched lions after the fact. Um, but uh, Lance was wearing the blue suit, but it was in the red lion. And then Keith was wearing the red suit, but was in the black lion. Sven... Something happened to Sven. I don't remember exactly what it was. He was kidnapped by Zarkon or something. He just disappeared... And Princess Allura took over the Blue Lion, but wore a pink battle suit. Well, yeah, because it's hard. Pigeon Hunk. I mean, Hunk's suit was technically orange, and Pidge was still green, and yeah. Pidge's voice was super fucking annoying. Um, yeah, like and like, Keith I, had a horrible mullet. <laughs> which, if if you watch the original series like I did, or if you watch Voltron Force then you will get the slight references here and there about Keith's mullet and about just the random shenanigans. And I love how much they've pulled from the original and from Voltron Force. And completely disregarded Voltron the Third Dimension because nobody wants to remember that. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, don't. <laughs> 13 episodes uh, of absolute hell. Jeez. Uh, so, so yeah, I kind of spoiled myself because... Sean knows. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. I am a very, and I repeat, very curious person. Like, I will... Sometimes too curious. Yeah, sometimes I will actively look for things and accidentally find spoilers. This is one of those times. Again, I, I wasn't looking for information on the show. I was looking for voice actors to see who did these. And as I went down the list, I got to Pidge. And it said the voice actress. Hold on, hold on. If you haven't watched this, stop right now. Go watch it, then come back. Yeah. Wait. So. <laughs> now go ahead and spoil it. <laughs> so I got to the voice actress, and it said Pidge slash Katie, and I'm like, who was? I'm no, well, no, because I, I I wasn't like surprised. I was like, damn it. I did not want to do that. And then I was like, I've already spoiled myself. Fuck it. So I just read the synopsis for the character. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So in the original series, Pidge was in fact a dude. That, that That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So they did change I, that. But I think it was a good change. Because so do I. Pidge's voice was... It kind of beats this the stereotype of like a young a young man being voiced by a girl you know like Ash Ketchum's voice or Timmy Turner's voice or oh, yeah. the original Ben 10's voice like they're all voiced by females well, they're I mean, all voiced by women I think it kind of comes from Japanese too because whenever you hear of like a young character from a Japanese show 9 out of 10 times it's a woman like another perfect example Satoshi which is Ash's Japanese 
uh, character's yep. name is done by a woman who also did the theme song for a couple so- uh, well, um, couple episodes Ash's, or a couple seasons. And Ash's then, uh, voice is still a woman. It oh, yeah. has been a woman since day one. It has changed and, since. He has gone through a small amount of puberty. Yeah. A very small, small amount of puberty. Also, for for those Toku fans that are listening to this part, the woman who does Satoshi's voice also did the theme song to Mirai Sentai Time Ranger. Huh. So that's cool. Yeah, she showed up for a live concert, like, I want to say like 10 years ago. And she got on stage and she said Ash's catchphrase a few times, you know, like the ghetto does a or something like that, you know. So that was kind of cool. But she All can right. sing, too. She's a really good singer. But yeah. And like I said, she's sung a few of the Pokemon openings for Japan. Yeah. I'm just really excited because, at least with Voltron, um, to get back on topic. Um, Sorry. I'm just excited to see where this goes. To see if we'll see Allura in a lion. If we'll see a lion mix-up. Because if Shiro, almost said Sven, if Shiro is going to have the story arc he did, which he kind of already did as his intro, the whole being kidnapped by Zarkon and losing a limb, yep, and all that. So yeah, I just I also they may not say, they may not have Alura in a lion at all. To be honest, I, I, I also called something around episode five or six about one of the things the characters were doing they was there how do they keep finding us how do they keep knowing where we are my theory which eventually came true as usual was uh shiro's arm mm-hmm. they tracked the technology in his arm to keep finding him over and over again or they tracked uh pidge's little eyebot or too. the eye or the eyebot I don't think anybody else knew he had that, though. Because the only people with the information died, and they couldn't get it back to Zarkon. Yeah. So, because they didn't know Pidge had that until they did the whole bombing of the ship thing. Yeah, when they saw the castle of lions, yeah. yeah. Um, which is really interesting, because they all have their like little um, thingies that turn into their weapons. I can't remember it for the life of me. Yeah, I can't either. Um... And they said, oh, the black one was lost in battle. So and he's just like, okay, I'm just going to use my arm then. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, Vroom. Which All he right. does. He, he kind of activates it a la Ken from uh, Geki Ranger, which you don't even know that reference. Geki Chopper, so. right? Geki Chopper, yeah. See, I'm catching it, on. I'm catching on. He manipulates his Geki, which is the power... And he forms this, like, blade that can cut through diamonds. So that one time Dom cut a hole in a falling sign oh, that was that was literally shot by shot of what uh ken did in geki ranger okay good to know except instead of saving a co-worker he saved his sister good to know good to know yeah yeah essentially dom was treated the same way ken was like we don't think you're taking this seriously i, was like, I take it seriously yeah well you need to prove it and then he eventually <laughs> proved it by accident yeah so and I'm glad that we it's not like a 52-episode season like the original show was because we get a lot more. Yeah. We're going to get a lot more content out of this. And, and those those little weapon things, 
I don't think they were in the original show, to be honest, because I'm 99% sure most of what they were doing was in the Lions. And the weapons sort of came out of Voltron Force, which each member of the Voltron Force had like a a lion wristband or something on that would turn into their weapons. Keith would obviously have like a replica of the Blazing Sword. Uh, Lance had two guns. Uh, Pidge had some like ninja shit. There's there was there was a reason behind that. Um, Allura had a lance, and Hunk had I believe a ball and chain or like a mace or something. And then there were three cadets, each one having their own powers. Uh, there was a female cadet who was I think Princess Allura's cousin who had like a bow staff. Um, the black guy, I can't remember his name to save my life, had the power of being a technopath he could control oh, technology and cool. through that there was an interesting because the whole reason why Voltron Force was sort of a thing was Voltron's core which which hasn't been revealed yet in, the, in this iteration I don't know if they are going to was damaged and because he connected to one of the lions it actually made that lion the head so that entire series' gimmick was each lion had a chance to be the head, each with their own unique weapons, which was, oddly enough, the same weapons as their paladins, or pilots. Well, now that we have the, uh, the ending to season one that we did, maybe something gets screwed up. Oh, yeah. And Voltron <laughs> can't be formed, and then, like, Pidge gets this weird mind meld thing happened to her and she can be the technopath right but like Voltron Force took place sometime after the second defeat of Zarkon and Zarkon's son was taking over the the army it was weird there was a well, third there was a third one Daniel I listened to a Voltron podcast fairly recently so I got his name he had the ability like he had like lion claws and super speed and he was there was an episode where they it actually was a play on the whole they take so long to form Voltron so someone stopped them from forming Voltron every single time so he connected with one with one of the lions and they just did a quick form huh <laughs> so they totally took that sort of trope and yeah. was like nah no. Nah. So whenever they needed him to be speedy, they used him. I, I think it's the Power Rangers Sentai fan in me that likes the fact that Team Voltron has their own weapons and they fight themselves before they form Voltron. Um, I, I do feel that's very, like, Sentai-esque. It's a lot like GoBusters, if you think of it. Yeah. Because they and have the Robeasts. They are called Robeasts, by the way, if they... If none of you know what a Robeast is, it's a robot beast that Hagar makes because she's the evil witch. But that's what the big monsters are. They're Robeasts, and Voltron oh, okay, fights yeah, Robeasts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not mentioned so, in the series so, at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, to say it is essentially that. It's, it's a combination of, like, Mighty Morphin and GoBusters. All before like, Mighty Morphin and GoBusters happened. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I love saying that to people. 
Like, how it's like, like, you know, Voltron takes after Power Rangers. It's like, you do realize Voltron started in Japan in, like, the early 70s. Actually, no, technically. Well, it was, did in, it the early, it was in the early did, Vol- did Voltron happen before Sentai? No, it came after. Okay. So Voltron probably happened... It happened in the 80s. In the, the early, early 80s. It came to at least the Lion Force Voltron, because there were three different things that were quote-unquote considered Voltron. Something, Go Lion, and then Vehicle Voltron, which nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, I, wanna, I actually want to look it up. Um, and the first one, which was just a formation of three uh, robots, didn't come to the States, but Voltron, which was Go Lion, did in like 84 to 85. And then Vehicle Voltron happened, and nobody gives a shit about that because there's like 20 pieces to the robot. And Robot Chicken made like the perfect spoof on that, where they kept misforming the robot. They're like, nope, try again. And it took them like half an hour to do the combination. So, the first season of Voltron featuring the Lion Force Voltron was was adapted... From the Japanese anime anime television series Beast King Go Lion. The second season featuring the Vehicle Force Voltron was adapted from the unrelated anime series Armored Fleet Dairuger XV. And how they connected it was Pidge had a brother that was in Vehicle Voltron. And... That is how they connected it. And they bring it up again in Voltron Force. Okay, and then the proposed third season... Which was initially the first... Was to have been based on Lightspeed Electroid Albegas. Actually, no, that's not the right one that I was thinking of. Never Although mind. Albegas toys were marketed in the United States under the name under the Voltron 2 name, the series never actually aired there due to the extreme popularity of the Lion Voltron and lack of the popularity of the Vehicle Voltron series... World Events Productions eventually elected against another alternate Voltron and plans to adapt Albegas was aborted. However, there was a mark... Uh, Mashbox did produce and market toy versions of three robots, Black, Alpha, Red, Gamma, Blue, Beta, under the Voltron name. Yeah, so okay. There we go. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yep. Also, fun fact, Toei Animation is also behind Power Rangers and, or not Power Rangers, Sentai and Kamen Rider for their live action section. Mm-hmm. So it's all under technically one roof. But, yeah. And I, I just want to say, the casting for this was perfect. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Huh? I, I, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it a hundred times, if I were to be anybody in that show, I would be a hundred percent hunk. Hunk is me. One hundred percent me. He's a little bit more funnier than me, I think, but overall, he's me. Yeah, like like in the one episode where they were going somewhere. I don't remember where they were going. It was the first time they activated the ship, and then they found the two stranded on the planet. Uh huh. And then is it, is it what the hell is his name? Lance. The blue, blue lion? lion, yeah, blue lion, yes, yeah. He gets sucked in with the looks of the yellow alien woman, and she, he trusts her, you know, implicitly. 
everybody else trusts the dude, like they're just, you know, stranded trying to get home or whatever. And then they sabotage and take the blue lion. And then everybody has to activate, you know, their lions. And the whole time, the whole time, Hunk is just like, I told you guys it wasn't going to work out because they were against it. And then they went, then everybody else activated their thing and they goes back to Hunk. And he's like, I really didn't trust this guy. I don't know why everybody... <laughs> <laughs> it just that whole like five minute sequence was just of him just completely berating everybody else. I love it. Yeah. So the voice of Hunk was played by Tyler Labine, and he was in things such as Reaper, that one show about Grim Reapers. Um, he was in an episode of three episodes of the X Files under the names as a, a stoner. Uh, you yeah, might I, you might not have seen him in anything really. I I haven't no because he was in a lot of uh, rom coms and like shitty B list movies. He was in a in five episodes of Boston Legal. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I've seen anything that he was in. No, but let's see. So let's see, and then we've got. Reese Darby, who's a pretty popular um, British... No, New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Oh, my. Can, can we just talk about how the voice for Lance is the same guy who does the voice for Finn from Adventure Time? Yep. <laughs> and just the, the difference in characters? Well, and Keith, he's uh, his voice actor is Glenn on... Uh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. And then Pidge, she's... Well, she's in Scream, and as, uh... As, a Sin from Arrow. As well as has a very interesting Snapchat feed. If you ever get a chance, follow her on Snapchat. Also, Josh Keaton... Yep. Plays, uh... Shit, what was his... He plays Shiro, and people might know his voice... From he played Spider-Man in um, Spectacular Spider-Man. He was young Hercules in the Hercules movie. He also played Hal Jordan from the um, Green Lantern animated series. And was the Green Lantern in Lego Batman 3. He was also Wally West slash Flash, also Aquaman in the animated thing Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Yes, he was. And Dick Grayson slash Robin and Batman Arkham Origins. And... Jules Jules Brown. Who is Jules Brown? Is that, like, the son? The Brown family. Jules and Vern. The The two children of Doc Brown and his wife Clara. Who named him after their favorite author, Jules Verne. Okay. So yeah, he plays one of Doc Brown's sons. He's also been Spider-Man in like three video games. Yeah. Black Spider from Young Justice, apparently. Yeah. He was Spider-Man in Marvel Superhero Squad, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, which was the game I was thinking of, um, and uh, Spider-Man Unlimited is a mobile game, I think. And uh, Spider-Man Edge of Time. 
Apparently, he also plays Spyro in Skylanders. Wait, Spyro's in Skylanders? Skylanders Spyro's Adventure is apparently a video game that came out. I knew it was ago. a spin off of the Spyro series. I didn't think Spyro would actually be in it. But, alright. Moving along. Wow, he did a. Wow, he did a lot in Lego Batman 3. Oh, yeah. Not just Hal Jordan. Holy son of a hell. Yeah. Hal Jordan, Billy Batson, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, and Kyle Rayner. Jeez. Well, Kyle Rayner Wait, is Ky a Green Lantern as well. He played two Kyle different Green Lanterns. According to this, Kyle Rayner was a White Lantern. Oh, that's right. He is the White Lantern. He was a Green Lantern who became a White Lantern later on because there's a comic book story that leads to his death and saving the universe from the new gods and blah 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 because he has the life equation yeah and then he also played aquaman in infinite uh, infinite crisis okay oh yeah and he also did play spyro slash spry in uh skylander superchargers okay so he's been around getting back to voltron then uh, I'm pretty sure the voice of uh, Zarkon enjoys just trolling the Voltron Legendary Defender hashtag on Twitter because you mentioned that he's gonna probably like it. Neil Kaplan. That sounds. He played Optimus Prime. Yep. Holy crap. Uh huh. I actually already knew that going in. <laughs> I did not. Ingerman from Digimon Tamers. Pokemon me... from Digimon 2. Yep. Which was the Digivolution of... Uh... Shurimon and Sylphimon. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. about animation? Zarkon films. But, yeah. Zarkon was a lot more menacing this time around. And he... I guess... Used to be a Voltron Paladin? Possibly? So, I just want to throw this out there. I don't know if you actually knew this or not, but this is kind of huge. Hmm. Not only did he do Optimus Prime, not only did he do Zarkon, he also did Diabolico from Lightspeed Rescue. No! Yes. If you go to his page and you go down to the bottom, there's live-action roles. He did Hornix and Witch Doctor from Beetleborg's Metallics. Destruxo and Mutantrum from Lost Galaxy, Diabolico, Gold Bleaked Monster and Lightspeed Rescue, Gluto and Recap Narrator. I knew he was Gluto. And he also apparently did the recaps for Time Force, and then Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the Ooh, the movie. He did the Oozmen. No way. So there there's your connection. He did the Oozmen and. The Power so Rangers can we movie. just make the Toku section all about Neil Kaplan then? There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, I can't Jeez. wait for season two. The toy line he is... He did Tychus from StarCraft Two. No way. Oh my god, this guy's been everywhere! That's voice acting for you. Green Goblin from Spider-Man Battle for New York, the video game. Mm-hmm. See, this is, this is what I love doing. I love looking at voice actors, whether it's Japanese or whether it's American, because you never know. When I said he did Diabolico, you hear Sean? What? 
Because you never know what the connections these things have. Like, do, do you know Naruto? A little bit, yeah. Do you know the character Madara Uchiha? I think that's one of Sasuke's brothers. Also voiced by this guy. Okay. I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't too into Naruto. Yeah. Co-founders just... of the Hidden Leaf Village along with... Da -da -da. Da, 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 da. Doesn't really say. Leader of the Uchiha clan. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this guy's been in a lot of places. He's been everywhere. Also, kind of a little shame. Like, I feel like we've kind of wrapped this up now. Um, other than, like, I holy just... shit, Voltron, I can't wait till next season. And the toy line is due out next year. Yes. And I am buying a Voltron. I want a Voltron. I didn't have one as a kid because it came out in the 80s, and I'm a product of the 90s. Same. I was born in the 80s, but I was born in 86, so I was at most three in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, sucks because so I... I watched it all the time as a kid because it, they would just air reruns of it all the time. I watched it... They aired it at, like, really early in the morning on, like, Adult Swim. Yeah. Along with, like, Inuyasha and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho Yasha. and a few other things. In in Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yasha. Inuyasha. There you go. I don't watch the show, but, you know, that's... <laughs> yeah. And I'm now watching a gif of Bugs Bunny sawing Florida off the map. Yep, I've seen that gif many times because of the shit that happens in Florida. Well, this uh, one is in response to Florida's Florida's alligators climbing fences. Fun. Uh, Fuck. So, <laughs> Voltron is... I can't wait next season. Cliffhanger sucked, but it's also like, give me more! Which is what they wanted. Um... God, so, there is actually, going to be a season two. That's so I'm just so I'm just gonna say this. Rank it. One being the worst, ten being the highest. Oh, it is definitely. It's definitely a nine to ten for me. So like nine point five. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, when they first formed Voltron, tears were welling up in my eyes because <laughs> nostalgia just hit me hard. I've told you what I do with epic moments, right? Yeah. I did it again. Oh. <laughs> Spinning wheel alongside the first formation of Voltron. Well, so good. I was... I recited the entire, like, thing... Because they used to just recite, like, the things. Because it was referenced when they first lifted the Castle of Lions into ship mode. And it was like the... Dino Therms connected, Mega Thrusters are go. Like, there's something before that. It's like, active. No, activating interlocks. Uh, Dino, Th Dino Therms connected, Mega Thrusters are go. And then all five of them would shout on, Let's go, Voltron Force. And then it would just form Voltron with the epic original Voltron theme. And now, I, I will admit, I I'm probably going to give it a 9.5 as well because I feel like one thing they could do better. I, don't get me wrong, I love a show, and I do nitpick things. There's not a lot to nitpick here. It's One a little too tropey. <laughs> yeah, well, first that, because as someone who's watched a lot of Power Rangers and Super Sentai, 
I knew when they were going to form Voltron. When they formed Voltron for the first time, it was so cliched. So cliched. It was the, oh my god, we're going to die, now we're all going to come together, and Voltron forms. Uh, the other thing is... It still hit me hard. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, don't get me wrong, it was still fucking epic, but I just knew it was going to happen. Um, the other thing is, when they form Voltron, it's a little too... I don't know any other word to use except adapty. Because Shiro just kind of goes... We need to form Voltron! And then it does, like, the five segments on the screen, and everybody just goes, Yeah! Because in Japan, it would be like... They'd scream, like, Oh! Or something like that, which essentially means, like... It can mean, yeah, but a lot of people translate it as, like, right? You know, or something like that? So, yeah. Um, that's It's a little nitpicky. I feel like they could have change that a little like even if they would have done the same thing that you know what you described as they did in Voltron Force yeah you know but you know again I'm still that that's like so nitpicking it's ridiculous <laughs> and I have nothing else negative to say about the show other than give me more now And with the end of Voltron, I'm going to plug one tiny small thing. Um, Akon was recent. and Not not um, the artist. Not the artist Akon. No. He's the, off doing the, great things with his life and bringing water to people and those of need. I didn't know that. Good for him. Yeah. Um, he's not doing music so much. Yeah. He's, he's just being a humanitarian. Yeah. Um, the convention... And Matt Mercer from Critical Role, I think a lot of the Critical Role cast were there. I can't remember how many. Uh, but a friend of the Ace of Geeks podcast got to have like a 15-ish minute interview with him to ask him a few questions. Um, and the video is currently up on Ace of Geeks website, aceofgeeks.net. I recently tweeted it out. Um, of course, I don't know, I may edit this tonight, I'm not sure. Sean, you gotta get me the description and stuff soon. <laughs> I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, go to the website. It should be there. I actually got one of my questions answered, which is kind of a cool question. He didn't answer it the way I was hoping he would answer it, but it's I kind of expected it. He still it. answered it. He still answered it. That's so it's the pretty important cool. thing. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's the first time I've had a question answered in that capacity. Because I've never been to a convention. So I've never gotten to be one of those people that gets up in a line and asks him a question. I've never been able to go face-to-face, and while giving him a handshake and wait for a signature, I've never been able to ask a question. So to have Mercer, who's the DM of... Any other way to put it, my favorite show currently, is pretty freaking huge. It would. I feel like it would be if, Sean, if you sent... Like, if, like, Eric was going to do uh, an interview with uh, James Davies. Well, or if anyone was going to interview any cast member of Psych. That's sort of a Or big, that, yeah. Because that actually has happened to me. Uh, I've also met them, but that's beside the point. I met them after yeah. the fact. After yeah. the question was sent in. But, yeah, no, I've... I know, I know the feeling. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. It just feels really nice to get your question answered. Yep. 
as someone who never really gets their questions answered by those type of people, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's up there. Give it a look. It's only 15 minutes. But if you like Critical Role, it's cool. And I've noticed Critical Role in D&D has been taken off recently, and I'm really happy about that. And the Critical Role cast is always in awe at what they've started. Yeah, because there are a lot of copycats out there now. Rooster Teeth yeah. has heroes I, and halfwits. I, I really wouldn't call it... Well, they're not copycats. They're, they're taking, not copycats. They're taking the formula and making it their own. Yeah, I mean, essentially... They're taking it as a template. I do that every Monday. Yeah. Because I have a D&D game I play every Monday with friends I've met through Critical Role. So it's not really copycat. It's, you know, they have their game. You know, Rooster Teeth has their game. Uh, uh, Dog's Cast has their game. The Pokemon Podcast pe- has their own, too. They have Dungeons & Dragonites. Yeah, so I mean... Which is also more- pretty good. <laughs> Critical Role has done amazing things for the D&D world. Because they've they've said before... Um, if you go to YouTube and you look up Critical Scope, uh, spelled exactly, you know, Critical Scope, all one word, um, you'll find a channel that takes a lot of con, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? There's video of when Critical Rollcast go to conventions and they have their panels, and they have, uh, they have the videos of the panels and they've stated all of the cast have stated that they didn't expect any of this like D&D is just a thing people played with friends and it was it wasn't looked at as a popular thing it was looked at oh yeah you're just some overweight idiot living in your basement pretending to be you know pretending to be normal or something like that. I don't know. And once Critical Role happened, it kind of pushed it into more mainstream. It brought itself kind of back into the mainstream. Yeah. Because, like, people always think, like, if you follow me on Twitter, you know what I look like. I am your stereotypical D&D player. Just by the look of me. But if you watch Critical Role... You see the three women, who are beautiful women, you wouldn't think would be playing. Then you have Travis Willingham, who is a fucking beast in himself, who is a jock. 100% a jock. He has said himself, when he started playing Critical Role, he had no idea what he was doing. He literally came up with Grog as his name because he couldn't think of anything else. So And, and little he did he know, it was genius. Oh, yeah. And... Like, the show is blown up. They've gotten... They have this thing called Critmas. Where fans send in stuff for them. They've gotten everything from real weapons. And I mean real. Like, real swords, real daggers, real bows, real, like, quarterstaffs and stuff. They've gotten clothes. They've gotten jewelry. They've gotten letters. Um... They've got a shield. If you watch the newest episodes, the shield that's behind them was actually given to them by a real blacksmith. They've gotten, like, uh, leather bracers and bracelets and rings and all of this other crap. And they've gotten so much that they have to limit it to, like, one or two times a year because of how long it takes for them to go through it. 
They don't ask for people to send off stuff to them. They just get it because everybody wants to show their gratitude. They've had people come out of the woodwork and say, my life has been shit. Critical role happened. Now my life is better because I've found this huge community of people that are amazing. You know, it's given outlets for people who've been struggling to figure out art. They've started drawing. I have a lot of artist friends. And just the outpour and everything that's happened with Critical Role is just exploded. And that's why I tell people to watch it. You don't have to know anything about D&D. They had Mary, uh, Mary McGlynn, who you, some of you might know from anime. Um, Will Friedle, who my generation would more have known from uh, either Batman Beyond... Or, or uh, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets, Boy Meets World. And from my generation, we'll know him as Ron Stoppable. And, and Ron Stoppable, yeah. The younger generation him. of kids now will know him as either Deadpool from that one episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, or as a sort of space rebel by the name of uh, Star-Lord in a certain Star -Lord. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy animated series yep. that I may or may not be writing about, which may or may not have a new episode next week sometime uh yeah <laughs> so he was on there uh along with will wheaton and felicia day they've been on there uh chris hardwick was just on there recently uh they had the special with vin diesel with a couple of the people from the nerdist channel so and i mean there have been other people too like john dimaggio he said he wants to get in on it. There are so many people that want to get in on this because people say they're intimidated by D&D &D and it's like, it's just improv. If you can do a little bit of improv, you can do D&D. &D. And it's storytelling. And this is why people love Critical Role. It's not because of the voice actors. It's part of it, but it's a mixture of that. It's a part of... It's, it's a part of the people involved. It's part of the characters, but it's also part of the world that's built. Like, you can say anything you want about it, but then if I say, you know, you watch Supernatural. Why do you watch Supernatural? Well, I like the story. The characters are funny, you know, and it can it can be, you know, it could be a good episode where everything's funny and I'm really enjoying it. It could be an intense episode where I get nervous and ends in a cliffhanger and I can't wait till next week. And I'm like, this is what Critical Role is. The difference is everybody's the writer everybody's the actors for me this with supernatural and with whenever i start watching critical role whenever i actually have the time to it's the mythos behind the world that they are building that i am very very heavily interested in exactly and they talk about a lot they they do it a lot about what happened prior to the stream they actually did this whole cool like anim not like fully animated but kind of animated thing about what happened before the stream started because they had played for three years prior to Critical Role starting so there was a lot of information that we didn't know about until they did this special animated thing so I'm just saying if you love great storytelling you love great improv you love all of like the, vo I mean, the people involved Mercer, Matt Mercer, DM you'll know him from a lot of things he does High Noon from Overwatch. So if you play Overwatch, you'll know him. Uh, Laura Bailey. Um, she's Halo. If you watched E3, you watched the Microsoft E3 thing. She was the woman playing the video game. She was in it. She's also Cortana, I believe? No, she's no. not. No, uh, she, 
that's Jen. She was. She's been in so Jen many. Look, like I'm just gonna name these people. You look them up. I'm not telling you, Sean. You can look them up if you want. But I'm telling the viewers. Look these people up. Matt Mercer, Travis Willingham, married to Laura Bailey, Marisha Ray, Liam O'Brien, Talison Jaffe, and Sam Regal. Look those people up because their voice acting background is huge. Also, Ashley Johnson was in is in Blind Spot, so there's that. Um. So yeah, look them up. They're great people, great voice actors. They tell great stories. Um, this last episode and the episode before is all essentially role playing their characters, and wow, the feelings! Holy shit! Like, I can't even explain it. I, I turn into, like, a fanboy whenever that type of stuff happens because it's ridiculous. It's all character building and, you know, yeah. Anyway, I've spent, like, 20 minutes talking about this. <laughs> Thank you for not shoving it back in my face, Sean. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I geeked out about Voltron for God knows how long. Technically, we both geeked out about Voltron. Yeah, but I went ultra nerd. All right. <laughs> I got the entire backstory of that entire series memorized. Hell, I even sent you the opening to the original series and the Voltron formation. And if it wasn't for me already having the mid-break song out, I would play it. <sighs> Sad. Sad. I think day. I actually tried finding an opening for Voltron. I think it was maybe the last podcast. Or yeah. something like that. You might and have accidentally stumbled upon the Voltron Force theme song, which I don't like. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because I tried look, I tried looking for a Voltron theme song, and I couldn't find one. It was always just narration with like a random like music in the background, and then it would cut to the episode. Yeah, um, I would be. Uh, let's see, you would have to do some digging. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to end this part now because I've already ranted for like 20 minutes and we're up to an hour and a half, which is a lot longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> Granted, Toku probably won't take that long, so it's not that big a deal. Um, I just found a so heavy metal theme version of it. Okay, we'll discuss that during the break. Okay? Uh, good talk. Okay. Okay. So we'll be back after the break. Enjoy the song that's been stuck in my head for a couple days now. It'll be stuck in your head now. Yes. Good luck. Enjoy. Bye bye. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no
Hello, welcome back. We're Toku now. The two of us just randomly got tired for no apparent reason. I don't know, it's probably because I'm sitting in a chair. The second I stand up, I'm just going to be like, I can go run a marathon! <laughs> I'm not going to because I don't want to die. Uh, because I don't well, have well, any stamina. <laughs> I, I had a chocolate milkshake beforehand, so maybe it's like the thickness of that just kind of hit me. Yeah, over. I'm also hungry. So, I am not. Fantastic. Because I had lunch, like, late. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going <laughs> to... This part's... Barring another couple random tangents like I did in the first part, this part's not going to be It's that very news-light, but the TV oh, yeah. shows will be a bit more of discussion-heavy. A little bit. Yeah. Not entirely sure. We'll see. <laughs> so, first of our three pieces of news is we've got more guests for Morphicon, which all but one I'm really not surprised about. Let's be honest. Uh, Barbara Goodson, everybody known as Rita, Paul Schreier, Jason Narvey, a.k.a. Bulk and Skull, uh, Blake Foster, Justin from Turbo, I was at Time Force, 
Cameron Jebo, who played... Is it Jebo or Jebo? Both. Okay. Who played Orion from Super Mega Force. And Mark Musashi, who played stunts... Who did stunts in Kamen Rider Dragon Knight. He also did a bit, I think, for the Black Ranger, too? The Black Mighty Morphin Ranger? I can't remember. Who knows? But, yeah, he's pretty big stunt person. Plus, he was he was in a lot of Japanese stuff, too. He was in Cutie Honey the Live, I know that. Yep. He's also done some other stunts, I think, for them as well. So that so. brings our total guest count to a literal fuck-ton. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I don't really mind it, because this is for Power Rangers. Or American Tokusatsu. Yes. So I don't really care. If this was, like, you know... Lexington Comic Con and it's just like holy shit why but let's <coughs> see we've got an entire Time Force reunion we've got yep. uh, I mean barring barring uh, Carlos and we- Ashley's return to the convention scenes we basically have as much of Turbo as we can get We've also got all but a blue for Mighty Morphin. So if David if David Yost goes, they have at least one of every color. They have two reds, two yellows, two blacks, two, blacks. two yellows, and a pink. They're missing a blue and possibly Kimberly. Amy Jo Johnson will be going. No, she's. I can well, guarantee it. And of course, we're not going to have. She's trying her hardest to get David sick. Yost to put the suit back on, on social yeah. media. And. That was, yeah, with, with the order stuff. Barring uh, Nakia Baris and Jason David Frank, we've got basically most of Zio. I can 100% guarantee you, Jason David Frank will not Oh, I know he won't be going. Because, because of, of Austin, Austin St. John. John being there. So we will never get a tried and true Zio reunion unless we or just forget that reunion. Austin St. John was the Gold Ranger and just have Brad Hawkins go, hey guys... Also, yeah. because the Filippo brothers are, well, they won't be they won't be going to a convention either. anytime soon for other reasons. <laughs> anytime soon, really. I also find it funny. Out of the three people they got for Lost Galaxy, they have two Pink Rangers. Well, you know, <laughs> the Blue Rangers a little busy being on every single crime show possible. He actually had an acting gig. Arch, Archie Cow. Yeah. yeah. He actually got a good acting gig with CSI, and he was on CSI for a long time. I, I kind of feel sorry for Monica May. She's the only one from SPD going. Eh. Well, no, no, she's not. This just hasn't been updated. No, it hasn't been updated. Because I, I know uh, uh, C- Sky's yeah, going. Chris or CJ or whatever. Yeah, so this just hasn't been updated. No, this list is far from updated. Hey, um, Chris, when you get a chance, um, if you're listening to this, uh, can you take some time away from your son and update this, please? Yeah, that'd be great. I know he actually follows us now. Yes, he does. Um, and, um, yeah. If you can't, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. It looks like what he did was he just copy and pasted the the one that was there in the original thread that was well, made. Well, this is the original thread that's made. Every time there's an update to it, it's... Well, no, I mean, there's an actual thread yeah. 
in the forums yeah. for it. This is just the front page. Yeah, the front page news stuff. So he'll get around to so. it when he gets around to it. He is a yeah. recent father of who I'm yeah. still calling Eric Berry Jr. Because that is just too funny. Um, oh, no, this is the up. This is technically thread. I think he just edits it or something like that. Yeah, but we'll see. Anyway, oh, does it really? It's cool that you know they're all going, but again, they're all veterans of Morphicon. I think even Mark Musashi's gone to a couple. I, I'm because I think I think that's where the the famous incident of. Mark Musashi punching Keith Justice and or Keith Hayward in the face. Happened. Yeah, and I did you hear about no, that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he was. They were trying to set up this like fake like fight scene between Keith and Mark, but Mark was a little too strong and actually punched Keith straight in the mouth to the point where he even. Like, Keith even, like, I don't know if he did it because he was going to do it anyway, but his whole body just, like, jerked to the left, and he fell to the floor. He didn't get, like, knocked unconscious or anything, but... Oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. They were both laughing about it afterwards, but... Yeah. yeah. And I do know that Ninja Steel is set to, like, the cast is set to be revealed at this Morphicon, as with every Morphicon. That's yeah. why they do it every two years at this point. There's there's one thing I want them to do for Morphicon, and I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would be amazing. Imagine, you know the whole live stage shows they have, where they have a small stage show, and then they talk to the cast, and then they have music? Yeah. I want them to do that at Morphicon. No, though, see, that's safe for Morphicon I, after dark. No, 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 no. Because, <laughs> like... That's a it, joke. it would be. It would be. Well, I know, but like, just imagine if they had a concert. They had a stage show where you had, you know, you you could like contact people who were going to be there, have them do some like ADR, and then you could have the Dino Charge cast do ADR, and then get suit actors to show up and like, hey, now we've got a team up with like, uh, you know, like maybe. The Mighty Morphin cast with Dino Charge and obviously not Dino Charge. Dino Charge won't be there. Maybe Emma Tom. Not Emma. Tom you're talking about Emma Lahana. You're talking Dino Thunder. Dino. Yes. Well, see again. We we do we do have uh, Ethan and Ethan and oh yeah uh, that's Trent right Ethan's both going. That's true. Okay. And we'll just we'll yeah. just get Trent to do the voice of Tommy. Like, there you go. With the uh, SPD movies. So I mean, like, you you could contact people, but like, hey, you oh, do no. some ADR. And if they, <laughs> sorry, I'm just. Oh no. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. So, but yeah, I, I think it would be amazing. You could, you could finally have Saban, and. Ron Wasserman shake hands and be good, you know, buddy buddies again. Ron Wasserman can show up and they can do like the original Mighty Morphin theme and some of the other themes they did. Contact some other people who did songs, see if they'll show up to do their to sing their songs, you know. And this and, and if it went well, maybe Saban would look at it and say, "Let's do more music," and then maybe they'll do more music. 
You know, because it, it's the one thing I feel like it's like music, 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 over. Now some really crappy, random background music for the rest of the show, and it's like, you realize how freaking like how much the the Power Ranger fandom went nuts when we got the Dino Thunder or Dino Charge. I did it again, Dino Charge theme song, because it was different. I mean, especially just from the past four years, because it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song redone twice. So Actually, technically, it was redone three times by that point, because we had the Super Samurai version of it, which was literally taken a half step down in terms of, like, tuning. It was a little deeper, but it was essentially the same. Really? Yeah. Huh. Take it from someone who actually purchased that shit. And, oh yeah, so did I. Um, well, I didn't purchase it, but I have it. Um, but I mean, it, it just kind of goes back to the whole like during the ep- during an episode of Super Mega Force, they played the samurai theme song. Yeah. Dur- during yeah. during during a, a Megazord fight. Yeah. So it's like when y- your music is so. I don't know the so word. Similar. I'm, similar. Yeah to your previous things that even your editing crew can't figure out the difference between music you know you've got a problem like I'm, I'm not asking for full on like toku like Japanese music like I'm not asking f- new original themes take Mighty Morphin to Zio it was literally just a adaptation of the theme song but it's yeah, different it's enough still- to distinguish it yeah, like, like I, I'm not. What I like full on three, three and a half minute mu- like theme songs with two verses yeah. to it. Yes, is it needed? No. It'd be nice though. But it would be nice. But like, just having decent music with lyrics, like, I, I just I keep pointing to Sentai. Like, look every year, every year they come out with a full three to three and a half minute song for a theme song and then you've got character and theme songs and you've got char- character theme, theme songs, songs fight songs uh, ending songs. songs songs for the mech and all of their like like h- higher forms um, songs, yeah. random background music and with power rangers it's generic background music and let's play the theme yeah. seven different times in seven different ways. And let's play the theme song in a really stupid way. Like, like they have the theme song, and then, like, the only time they play the theme song during fights is... Right at the end when the monster's exploding. Yeah, yeah, like, right before they do the finishing maneuver with the Megazord. And it's like... Okay? Whereas you watch, like, you know, Sentai, and... Like, they have this moment together, and the dramatic music is building, and then they transform, and then they finish the roll call, and then... Theme song. Music music stops. And then they say their catchphrase, like, do not underestimate this earth, and then they charge into battle, and as they charge into battle, the music, freaking theme music hits, and it's like, oh my god! It's like I described during, while I was watching uh, the the Voltron thing when they first formed Voltron and I played the spinning wheel the spinning wheel has a great entrance like the guitar solo and then the drums and then they start singing and it's that crescendo 
they hit the top and at that point it gets the adrenaline pumping so when they formed Voltron I did that and it was kind of like in the beginning it's like oh okay this is awesome and then the crescendo happened and it just made the scene so much better even even like before this um uh, the 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 carnival form happened. The Super Dino Charge Red, or whatever the hell they're calling it, and there's video of it because, of course, it aired everywhere else except here first, naturally. And apparently, it sucked. Twitter user rehashed it, added the Dino Charge theme song after he transformed, and it was amazing. Like. This is the crap that I'm talking about. I don't think Saban and the producers... I love Judd Lynn, but I feel like this is a really big thing he's missing. I don't think they realize how big of an impact music has on not just television, but movies. Theater as a whole. Music sets tones. The biggest problem with that is, from what I've been hearing... Dino Supercharge came down to running out of time and running out of money. That's not surprising. So because they were so you know, liberal with season one, their budget was cut shorter and their time to film was cut shorter. So that's why fucking the, that's why we're seeing a lot of these inconsistencies even in the old, the the plot with Tyler going I'm the only one who's ever used this charger before no you haven't you've never used it once until like 5 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> like 5 minutes ago was the first time you've ever used it yeah i i, I still think like i get shit for doing this but i'm going to do it anyway all of these problems that we are seeing comes down to one person and one person only and that's Saban because he doesn't give enough money you make millions off toy sales and how many other things and you can't make the budget for your best show you can't make it any higher you can't add things to add revenue like you do music you can make CDs you can do concerts. You know, you could sell tickets at the Morphicon and just kind of make it in the same area that go towards Saban and all that type of stuff. There are things you can do, and he's he's not doing it. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he doesn't think it's worth it. I just think he's hiding in a bubble, and there are so many things outside of the bubble that would make him money and help that make fans happy. And he just doesn't do them, and it boggles my mind as to why he doesn't do them. I think it's coming down to that he only sees the initial and doesn't see it having longevity. And because it doesn't have that sort of longevity as, say, a more serialized show that doesn't change cast from season season or series to series um that he doesn't see the need to put as much into it to get a lot out see and that's the problem sad. is what most people think is like oh he's saving money by doing this so he can make a lot of money and i'm like no 
he would make more money. They, the company itself would make more money if they invested more money into it. Say exactly. Say they went to a different channel entirely, went away from Nickelodeon and their two season twenty episode limit, and say went to their own streaming service or went to like their own ad based streaming service, like how Hulu does it, or even yeah. went to Netflix and had. Even in Netflix. In, even a 35, like a 32 to 35 episode season. Even if you did a 35 to 30, like 32 to 35 episode, like, and it's split into two seasons, like Dino Charge and Dino Supercharge, you would get a lot more out of it, and you would be a lot more flexible in terms of stories that you could craft with it, and you wouldn't have to stick to dad, 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 dad. Are you my dad? You're yeah. not my dad. You're not my dad. You knew my dad? I knew my dad. Are you my dad? <laughs> you know, which was the entirety of season one. And now it's, why did my dad leave? Why did he leave? Why did he leave? Where's my dad? Yeah. And I, I, I still say that Nickelodeon's hurting them more than helping them. It, it gave them a home, but they need to find a new one. It's like they were given a home, but they're like the red-headed stepchild. Of their their landlord is just like demanding so much, and they have to fit by these specific guidelines. And don't yeah. get me wrong, Brennan Mejia—he is a great human being, and I—I critique—I critique Tyler for that fact because it's not his fault. It is really not his fault. Well, no, um, I saw it's, the American it's, it's Ninja Warrior we- episode that he was in, and I was really bummed that he did not make it as far as I wanted him to. Like, uh, I feel like it's the same with like Samurai. And, like the the two samurai seasons and the two like mega four seasons, most of the cast are really cool. And people. And some of them are actually Sierra really good H- actors. Oh Cameron yeah, Gibo, it's just he's been on a yeah. million things, and it's just when when you're fed shit, you can really only put shit out. So it's like, you know, it's like I, I feel like Zacker is the M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Of the Power Rangers world, yeah. where he can turn a really bad actor into like a really shitty actor, I don't really know how else to put that. Well, I mean, Andrew Gray really isn't that much of an actor. Well, no, he's a model. That that's totally an exception. He's a model, and they fucking made him red because they're idiots. Like if he if he ended up being like black or blue, even. Hell, even silver, I wouldn't have cared. But making him red the focal point of your show was just a ridiculous mistake. But it's just it's just like another mistake thrown on the pile. Yeah. Robo Knight, Sierra Hanna, and Cameron Jibo were the only reasons why I stuck st- like kept watching Megaforce and Super Megaforce. Because I even though Orion's really character was really strange, he had like this crazy backstory. Like it was deep and dark, but he was a goofball because of all of the Gokaiger footage, because Guy was just like the flamboyant yeah. man of the group. Well it was the same thing with uh what was his name? Adam Azir? Black Azim? Azim, there we go. When he switched from black he, he to went, green, yeah. Yeah, he, like, black was this stoic character. And Doc was a goofball. 
yeah, Doc was the complete goofball. So it's just like when you go from, you know, upstaging people to barely being able to hold your own is kind of like, you know, come on now. Exactly. So, before we get off topic too far. Before, we already kind of spent just like 15 minutes doing yeah, that. <laughs> we've got some trailers to watch. And one of them seems okay. promising, the other one I just seems dumb. As much so, as I like watching Juoger, Space I, Circus I, I, I Trope, Doki Doki Circus I, Panic. What? I told Sean when I showed him this if you ever, ever want to see the difference between Sentai and Kamen Rider, watch these two trailers. Because in the in the ghost trailer he dies there's a lot of suspense and there's a lot of like intensity to it and then you go to the sentai version and it's hey we have to go to a jewman circus to help possible jewmen and antics ensue it's like yeah sorry about that my AC has actually been running this entire time, and I haven't realized. I haven't even noticed. Well, it's supposed to, like, cool down and then stop and then start up again, but I guess oh. it's just been so hot that it has been just ridiculous. Yeah, okay. It's been... That's why I ducked out and you guys didn't hear me for all of, like, 30 seconds. I... Because I'm also a little upset because they keep boasting about how this is the 45th anniversary for Ryder and 40th anniversary for Sentai. And it's like, why? These movies have nothing to do with anything the previous 40 to 45 heroes. I mean, the com- like with Kamen Rider, with Ghost at least, they had the online specials with the writer icons and played a prominent well, yeah, that, role in the writer one movie the, the ichigo movie yeah but this movie doesn't this is just ghost summer movie which doesn't necessarily need to like be all like oh the 45th anniversary because that's what you do at the beginning of the season that's what you do at least in terms of common writer you do that at the beginning of the season, and then with Sentai, you do that towards the end of the season. Yeah, because with with Ryder, it'll be interesting to see what they do else if they do anything else besides the Ichigo movie. Ryder icons, with more Ryder Sen- icons. That's about it. Probably, uh, Sentai. They will probably do something a little bit more elaborate when it comes to the um, um, the team up movie. With Ninja, uh, Ninja, I do not look forward which, to that because I I just need less Takaharu I, in my life. I hold judgment until I know what the story is. I just need less Takaharu. I, I I agree with that, and I'm totally on board with that. Unless they turn Takaharu I, evil, and then I'm okay with that. Well, they already did that technically. But if they do that again, kind I of, I wouldn't care. Have you seen Shinkinger? Yeah. Did you see the yeah. team up with Ghost Ager? So, if they turn him into that version, 
of red. I'm okay like with it. Like a dark Chosetsu. Yeah, there you go. But I don't think they will because they kind of already did that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. So. Summer movies. Look forward Ghosts to them. Not looks really. more fun. Honestly, because it it would be fun to watch Dark Ghost and Zero Spectre. See, like, I, I don't get hype for these. We don't see them we for another We won't see them until months. December. <laughs> We're not going to see them until December, so I'm just kind of like... We'll already be yeah, halfway okay. through the next Common Rider series. Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of... <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, that's a good segue. Speaking of... Speculations and trademark filings and all this silly the new stuff. Season, the 18th Hesai Kamen Hesai Kamen Rider series, Kamen Rider X Aid, and automatically I think like ambulance. Oh, I think it's going to be about fruits again, but that's me thinking of lemonade and orange aid and limeade. That would be interesting. that would be funny. But it's too soon to do another fruit season because Gaim was like oh, yeah. three seasons ago. At this yep. point, <laughs> and yeah, so it, we may have an emergency, but yeah, we'll see. Honestly, all I can think of is uh, to make a hero rescue force and rescue fire. So it's like that, or it could have nothing to do with the title. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, when you think of nothing. Gaim, when you think of Gaim, you don't think of fruit. When you think of Gaim, you really don't think much of anything. If you don't know the series. No, that's true. Oh, the trademark was filed on my birthday. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Well, <gasps> since they're, you know, 16 hours ahead of us, technically. So, yeah. By the time... Whoever wrote this found it. It was already my birthday over there. Yep. Alright. So, superhero time. Honestly, the ghost episode and the first ghost episode and the first Jewoger episode were not memorable at all. I don't think. Or were they? I don't know. I can't remember shit right now. <laughs> uh, no, I think the Juodra one was lackluster in terms of anything, because it was... It was the precursor to the wor the world's debut, or was it the world's debut? Um, and... Uh, let me think. Actually, did I... Cards. What is the last... Cards and what shit. What is the last episode? Uh, what is the last episode uh, I have? And then we got Jewel of the World, who is our first tri-colored ranger. Because he is bronze, gold, and silver. He is all three. I don't think I actually watched last week's episode. Okay, well, all I'm going to say is at the it's, end of that episode... Ah, go ahead. Go ahead. The world. Care. So he's basically essentially like Trent was in um, Dino Thunder, where he 
while he's morphed, he's evil. But when he demorphs, he's just like a troubled human being who doesn't know what's going on with him. Sounds about right. But he's also so he's shirtless also like at the a, same time. Well, yeah, because same Got got to pander to the the mothers too. The mothers got to have a reason. And uh, Juo Gorilla was getting a upper hand on him while the other four Juogers were fighting a monster, and they're like, "Oh God, we're not powerful without Yamato." Ah, we gotta do this anyway. He's fighting a tougher battle. And you just, yeah. Yamato almost gets his butt kicked, but right before uh, Joe the World demorphs and is just like, ah, angst! Ah! Screaming for some strange reason. Um, but he kicks their ass several well, times, and what was funny was the monster that they ended up destroying would use that as a scare tactic and say, like, let me just call the world over here, and they'd all just go, huh? And then he attacked them and attacked them. They got scared when Mario dressed up as a rhinoceros. Also, fun fact, there was no uh, uh, Ju this week. This upcoming week? No, just... Like today? Yesterday. Oh, okay, so this... Because they were airing the U.S. Open coverage for golf. Uh, but there was ghost. Okay, well that's fine. So we will not be talking. So next time we'll be talking about one episode of Juoger or two, depending on how long it'll take for us to get to the next episode. Because <laughs> at the moment, because of how busy my life is. Well, how many episodes have you watched? Three. I have watched the most recent three. So. If okay. we, so you watched 16, 17, and 18? Uh-huh. Alright. Because I haven't seen 18. Yeah. And then Ghost, I also watched whatever the numbers they were. Um, but Ghost was a little more interesting because they, the Gonmizers kept coming back because they couldn't be actually destroyed by anyone and eventually one I think took all of Takaru's icons and then like hit him and broke his icon and everyone's like no no and then he's dead and uh, Yurisen and uh, the sage dude they're like well fuck He's dead. For reals this time. What? No. I'm recording. I'm recording still. Yeah. Once again, interrupted by a family member. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> yep. Take a drink. Uh, seriously. You can literally make a drinking game. <sighs> Car going by for me. Family member interrupting you. Or dog barking. That's also a good one. Or dog barking. Or anytime you just hear pounding on my doors for no apparent reason. Yeah. That's always fun. Uh, So, yeah. Takaru died. Sort of. Again. Sort of. And so. Makoto and Alan had to save the world by themselves, but they're not powerful enough, obviously. Um, because they're not the main writer. <laughs> and yep. they're not trying to be the main writer. 
looking at you, Kaito. Um, so... More doors are slamming in the background, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> so they, they try to close more portals, and shit happens, and then eventually I believe the Gonmizers all showed up at one point in time, and because all of all of Takaru's friends were screaming and shouting with the pieces of the icons in their hand, he regained the infinite potential of friendship and magic and something and came back semi-alive as a ghost again? I think? Yep. I don't know. He was brought back from the void. Is basically what happened. And the grandpa sage was like, Huh? What? Did that just happen? Like, his eyes just <laughs> got huge. After, well, no, before then, we had Makoto and Alan go, Wait, aren't you the, the magistrate dude? And he's like, well, I don't know. I guess someone must look like as beautiful as I do. And <laughs> that was kind of funny. So it's making me think either they are the same person or they're two different people who accidentally look similar. So, well, Or it could be similar to the uh, those two females that gave the heroic uh, the, the rider yeah. icons. Because I think... Minor spoilers in the movie, they were both evil. Oh yeah, no, they they and both the turned out to be evil. Because it was revealed yeah. in one of the writer specials as well that they both turned out to be doing this for their own reasons and not yeah. to actually save the world or something. Um, but, let's see. He shows up, he activates the Mujin icon without us seeing it because we don't actually see the transformation yet. He just sort of transforms into it without us knowing. We don't even get to see it. Shit happens. Shit happens. Dream world sequence. Dream world sequence again. He puts on the wristband to go into the dream world and he just kind of fades from existence and you're like, oh, that's right, he's a ghost. Because, <laughs> you know. Uh, Onari drew on... Alan's face with a sharpie to later then get his face drawn on by a sharpie by Alan. Uh, Igor gets the grim icon, creates the weird dream world uh, fairy tale land where we see Akari wearing the apple on her head as Snow White. That was funny. Also in Dream World, Makoto and Alan couldn't transform. Their belts and their like transformation devices. We're balloons. That was that great. was perfect. He's just like, hey, what? How, why? Why? And can we all talk about? Can, can we talk about one thing about that episode that freaked huh. me out? Do you remember what Makoto's dream was? Being surrounded by multiple iterations of his sister. Not even that. Like. What she was dressed as. Multiple different occupations. Like, like, not even that. There were, like, a lot of... I want to use the word sexy yeah. outfits. Like, there were a lot of cliched, sexy outfits in that. But 
Yeah. And the fact that it was her brother thinking of those things kind of made it awkward to me. Like, everybody else was about, like, a dream come true. Alan became Takayaki. Yeah, well, (laughs) That was my favorite, by far. Yeah. That hat, actually, that he's wearing is from an episode of uh, Kamen Rider Double. Akiko wears it. All right. Ironically enough, in a dream sequence. They're like, you know, we still have this prop laying around. You want to use it? Yeah. And it's takoyaki, so it fits. <laughs> it was it was perfect. That 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 whole thing where he's just eating takoyaki as takoyaki made me happy. Um, but yeah, it was. And then, and then I like after I like after when they snapped out of it. He like looked down and he heard this like from he's his like, stomach. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So then we eventually get our first view of Mugen or Mugen, Mugen, Mugen Mugen. in action. I just want to call it Infinity, but I don't want it to be confused with Wizard's Infinity form. It's essentially the same thing minus the dragon stuff. Also, much cooler. Yeah. And I I feel like it's... It's even funnier because of the horn, how it's, like, rainbowed. What I don't like is the visor on top of the visor. Yeah, that's weird. It kind of harkens back to, uh, Tajadoru form. From, uh, O's. It's the red, like, bird form. Oh, okay. Like, when he... He doesn't have a visor, and then all of a sudden he transforms into Tajadoru form... And this just, like, red visor comes down over the face, and it's like... Like, it was okay. clear and sparkly. But I like how he could sort of teleport around. Which was cool, because he just sort of would teleport around the, the fighting arena. And, uh, yeah. And then there's also the, ba- the whole big thing of, uh... He can destroy the Gonmizers. Oh, yeah. He destroyed them in their, like, tablet forms. Yeah. Because he destroyed them, they turned into their tablet forms, and then he destroyed them again. So, we're down two Gonmizers. Yep. We're down the water and fire Gonmizer. No, I think we're down three. Because he destroyed one earlier. No, he didn't. No? No, he didn't. Okay. Nope. Even at the even at the end of the episode, there's the picture of Adele looking up, and you can see there's two blank spots, and then all of them I think come down and turn into the weird Adele's, either with a female voice or a guy voice, and it was that's just freaking creepy. And yeah, we got to see at least two different variations on the uh, on the sword, on the gun gun saber in the Mugen form. Because we saw the initial form of it, and I think we saw the Musashi-esque form, and then the Robin Hood form, so that's three of the seven? Or six emotions? I don't know. It's all powered by emotions. So when he feels things, he does things. Yep. And then science. Science! 
in the best way possible. Like, it, it was just science. I enjoyed it. It was just... It made me smile. But... I, I'm really wondering how this all plays into later. Because those two gunmisers didn't even leave a scratch on him. Like, not a single scratch. Yeah, this... This... This is his OP form, and uh, he'll be OP for the next five-ish episodes, and then Adele will somehow get some some sort of power-up of some kind, and then he'll beat the crap out of uh, Takaru. Takaru, and then he'll and then Takaru will become really like upset and then his friends will be like no you can do it and then the whole Mugen will be even more powerful and then he'll destroy Adele and then everybody will live happily ever after and eventually Takaru will find a way to bring himself back to life but somehow still keep the driver yep because somehow every rider gets to keep their drivers Except for in Gaim, with a few exceptions. Oh, and also drive. with Fours and Forze. Well, yeah, but that was explained in the Wizard movie, which was on una- well, not unexplained, but <laughs> okay. Spoilers: He tossed the driver into the lo- into the lava, and then goes back in time and goes back in time to get the driver from his past and- self goes back to the future or no he stays in the past fights his forze and then he had wizard give the belt back as and then ta- that's where wizard gave him the the ring and then he uses it later so as of 5 years after forze he doesn't have the belt anymore so technically speaking see forze happened Shit. What number? This would be eight. So technically, all of the things from the wizard uh, Forze movie would happen next year. All the stuff from, like, the quote-unquote future would happen next year. So up until next year, he would not have the belt anymore. Because it would be burning lava. Sounds about right. I think of these things way too often. Well, like I think about Voltron way too much. <laughs> yeah, when we stopped the first part, he still talked about it. I'm not bashing you for it. I'm no, just saying. I, I, I know. I didn't stop. Because I did, I did more <laughs> research into it because it's been five years since Voltron Force ended. It had a single season run, and it left on a cliffhanger with one of the characters possibly going rogue due to an infection and possibly stealing the black lion and that's it yep and I'm really upset about that because they could have done so much but 2011 was a bad year for TV shows for animated TV shows Voltron Force got cancelled Thundercats got cancelled 
Young Justice got canceled. Yep. And if good things happen, we might get a season three of that. Because... We will not see Thundercats back, and Voltron has moved on to Legendary Defender. Yep, Voltron Force will not come back. If we get another... If we get a third season of Young Justice, or even even kind of like a... uh, um, like a sequel series? Kind of like a... I would say a reboot series of Young Justice. People might be upset, but at the same time, if they try to tell the same story, just kind of maybe better, like some better graphics or whatever, I feel like people will be happy. As long as they bring but back we, the voice cast. The voice cast oh yeah. was perfect. Just like with um, Teen Titans. Voice cast was great. I don't particularly like the new version because it's like everything I hate about certain shows. Well, because it's dumbed down. It is literally dumbed down for the lowest common denominator. Yep. And I love... They they realize that, too. You do, though, not Oh, yeah. Like, at at one point, they had the new cast kind of interview the old cast. And the old cast just, like, shat on them. The Teen Titans cast... They're still the same. It's still the same voices. Well, I know they are. I know they are. I'm just saying. Like, the, they had, like, the old... Like, the... The old versions of them show up on the new yeah. show. And sh- just, like, no, you're horrible. I don't know why you're still here. Also, there was so, the, uh... Control Freak episode where he showed an ep- like part of an episode of the old T-Titans. It was like, I destroyed this universe to create this universe, so you guys have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, the creators, the cast are great. The show is bad. So, so, sort of like most of Power Rangers, actually. Most of the bad season of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Cast are great. Creators are great. Show sucked. <laughs> yeah. And with that... I believe we've run out of things to talk about. At least... Yep. And if I didn't go on that rant for like 15 minutes, we'd be at like a half hour. Uh, you know. <laughs> two and a half... I mean, it's I'll, a little less than two and a half hours, so we've kind of meet our regular I, goal. I, I I will admit, and I've said this, Tokusatsu is starting to wane on me, because like, Ghost... Ghost's okay. It's not great. Uh, Oger has is also kind of good. It's better than Ninja. It's miles ahead of Ninja, but it's still... Meh. Meh. Yeah, like, I watch it, but it's not like, oh my god, the new episode's out, I gotta watch it. And blah, as blah, you've blah. noticed, no. we did not cover the last three episodes of Amazons. One, I haven't watched because them, and two, John hasn't watched them. He hasn't watched them because he hasn't had time. I haven't watched them because Amazon is at the point where it's meh for me. Isn't it also getting a little like, too gruesome? Not even that. Like honestly, I think I think it might be because the blood is black. Okay. If the blood was red, I don't think I'd be able to watch it. I really don't. I really don't think I'd be able to watch it. Because just the freaking like the whole like ripping the arm off and the black icker flies in the air, you know, the stabbing a hand through someone like reverse flash and pulling out the heart and then just like crushing the heart in their hands while the body just liquefies yeah 
I, I think the reason why is because I feel like the main character... He's kind Haruka, of bland. He's bland, and he became part of the extermination group a little too quick for me. Like, there should have been a lot more of him on his own, rebelling against his foster mother, since he's not actually her son, and... We need more of him interacting with the girl, too. Like, the so-called sister, or whatever the hell she is to him. Because nobody... I don't think anybody explained that. She's... She's like, like a stepsister, She's like kind a of. sister to him. Yeah. So, I mean... There, there should have been more of that, rather than just, you know... The life's in... You know, the world is in danger from all of these things rising up. It's like, it yes. It would have been a good but season that, two concept to have him join the extermination team. Oh, Yeah. Like, season one should have been him developing as a character. And figuring out his powers. Trying to fig- exactly. Figuring out his powers. Figuring out his path. What is he going to do with his life now? Instead of spending, like, maybe two episodes doing that. And then he, step- he like, steps up to his mother and goes against what she wants him to do. And that was just it. And now they're just watching him. I'm like, no. You captured Jin. Why didn't you do that with him? Well, it's director's son. That shouldn't matter for that type of corporation. Like, there, there are so many things with the show where I'm just like, the mechanics are not working for me, and I don't even know if I'm going to finish watching it. I will. It's just taken... It's Well, yeah. Because I'm a completionist at you, heart, and I will sort of wrap up I, the season, and then we might not I, even talk about season two. I might just watch it on my own and... Like, I used to be a completionist. I hated Goanger. I hated Kamen Rider Denno. I hated Ghostsager. I still watched them all. I feel like it was... Tokyuger that broke me. There was just so much in Tokyuger that I just really didn't care about and didn't want to watch. That that is the first season I have yet to watch all of. After that... Well, I didn't watch all of Tokyuger. I didn't watch all of Ninja. So far, I've watched all of Juoger because it is better than the past two seasons. But, you know, Tokyuger broke my completionist aspect. Aspect. Ninja almost now it's just, broke me. Yeah, Ninja it, almost got me. That's not surprising. That's really not surprising. But. Yeah. Just talking about Ninja is making me tired. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's gonna be it. We got nothing else to talk about. Ended up being shorter than the first part, but still a little bit longer than I thought it would be. There wasn't really um, much else to talk about other than friendship and cube animals yep which um, I still think it's funny that Jew of the world has a fishing rod as a weapon and a flashlight as a changer and a flashlight that's hilarious and he sort of like bangs it against him to transform into the other forms yeah because it's a button and he just slaps it he either slaps it or he hits it on his leg or my voice cracked for a second there. 
honestly, it's going to be an interesting character once he comes to the good side because he is going to change sides. It's it's set oh time. yeah. It's not like it's not like the Psycho Rangers. I mean, like he he's a combination of Burai slash Tommy from Mighty Morphin and Jew Ranger and uh, Merrick or forgot his Sentai counterpart's name from uh, Wild Force and Gal Ranger. They were both evil. Uh, Burai was not controlled by evil. He was just like jealous evil type thing. Tommy was obviously controlled. Um, and then Merrick and his Sentai counterpart were the ones that put on the masks. Yeah. And the powers took him over. So... Yeah. Do I hope it gets better? Yes, I hope it gets better. But for right now, it's there. Every all Toku for me right now is just meh. Nothing extreme. Yeah. But you know. And I think we'll end it there. Um, Geek Geek Toku Pod Blogspot dot com. Geek Toku Pod on Twitter. Geekishly Toku Podcast on Facebook as well as Toku Nation Thread which I have updated actually. And then you update the Facebook so, page too? Yes. Woohoo! And um, I'm Fumixala on Twitter. I'm still Snarky Sean on Twitter. I also did just find this out of context decayed picture. I'd like my summer mandarins returned please. Just completely out of context. I love it. Not really out of... Well, For decayed. That's actually right on par with his character. Yeah, but there's no context to it. Well, yeah, it's I know. Not a character. Because he, he he called Natsumi uh, Natsumi Khan, which is essentially a Mandarin, a summer Mandarin. Oh, okay. So when he said he he essentially said, "I want my Natsumi Khan back," which would mean her, but they translated it as summer Mandarin, or they just threw that in there to make it funny. Honestly, so. out of context, Tokusatsu <laughs> pictures are the best. <laughs> right up there with uh, out of context D and D. That's always good. There's a Tumblr for that. If you like D and D at all, go go look. It's a Tumblr. Out of context D and D. Look it up. It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, that's all for us. We will be back in two weeks. Or three weeks. With episode... Or whenever. Two to... Th- yeah, this podcast is starting to be whenever we can. Because it tends to be whenever Sean has days off, I I can't do it that particular night for one reason or another. Um, so it might be sporadic at times. You may even get um, two in two weeks. Because I may not be available for the next couple weeks. Who knows? Honestly, yeah. I apologize. I do not have a set schedule with work. And once school gets back in full force, I still won't have a set schedule for work. So yeah. we will figure it out when we figure it out. Just keep your nose to the, you know, keep your eye on the pages. Keep your eye on the podcast You'll find feeds. A- Yep, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Well, not Facebook, because, yeah. Just keep an eye on our Twitter. Yeah, because we usually tweet when we're recording. So expect it 
like a day or two, sometimes three after the fact, depending on how busy John gets or how lazy yeah. sometimes. It all depends on how we feel. Lazy, yeah. Lazy happens more of the time than busy. La- lazy slash forgetting is also a thing. There are a lot. There are a lot of times I forget. I have a really bad memory. I've had a bad memory for years, so I just forget things. Um. So yeah, because I also edit two other podcasts. One podcast tends to happen sporadically as well. The other one happens at least every week. Plus, I'm trying to do more. Um, I actually want to start taking on podcast to edit to like commission type thing. And I made a whole like couple Twitter posts about it. Um, I even made a new freaking email for it too. Nice. So if you're listening to this and you want to start a podcast and you need someone to edit it, go to jjhow75 at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter if we mix a lot and we can work on something. I'm just doing my own thing at the moment. You have If school. you live in the Orange <laughs> County area and you can find your way out to Brea, I work at a place called Vitality Bowls. That's about it. He can't get you free food. I can't. Maybe I can get I mean, you the friends you and family use... discount, possibly. I was gonna say the friends and family discount, yeah. <laughs> Which really is just about as much as if you check in on Yelp. If you go if you go there and you see Sean working behind the counter, just mention Geekly Toku Podcast for a seventy five percent off your meal. No I'm kidding. <laughs> My boss would fire me on the spot. What's what's the name Vitality of the place? Vitality Bowls. Yeah. Vitalitybowls dot com slash geektoku pod. Go for 100 the percent off your order. There you go. <laughs> the URL doesn't exist, but trust me, it works. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, we're gonna bow out. I hope you guys had fun listening to us ramble for two and a half. I'm hours. gonna go make some food now. Yeah, I need to cool down. It's it's almost nine thirty, and it's still warm out. And I gotta edit the other podcast, and then Sean has to upload his stuff, and then he needs to give me a title and description. Hey, and then I will get it to you when I can. <laughs> I gotta think of something clever and, then, and witty. All right, I can't just do that on the spot. Actually, I can sometimes, but not all the time. You can't. Even I can sometimes, but you know, yeah. So we'll see you guys next time for episode twenty-six of the Kinkley Shotoku Podcast. Bye, guys. Farewell.